RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Aldis Wong. The headlines. Home prices drop further following for a fifth month. A veteran engineer suspects inspection documents relating to the Hongham station expansion might have been destroyed and data breach cases hit a record high. Government data shows home prices have fallen for a fifth month. According to the Rating and Valuation Department, prices fell 2.4% in December last year. Small to mid-sized flats no bigger than a 1,000 square feet saw the biggest drop of 2.78%. And Luxury flats fell by slightly more than 1%, but overall in the past year, prices still went up by 1.62%. Rents also dropped for a second consecutive month. Veteran structural engineer Ngai Hok Ngan says it is suspicious that so many documents relating to the MTR Corporation's Hong Kong station expansion have gone missing. Yesterday, government officials revealed that unapproved changes were made in more areas of the station for the Sha Tin Central Link than previously thought, and a large chunk of critical paperwork relating to the construction has gone missing. Mr Ngai said he believes in this case some people may have destroyed the records on purpose as no copies seems to exist. Usually they will got a few copies and to be distributed to different parties uh, like the consultant engineer and for our submission to the buildings department. And for the contractor, of course, they need to have a record. The privacy watchdog says the number of data breach cases reached a record high last year at 129. That's 22% more from the previous year. The cases involved hacking, wrongly configured systems and the loss of documents or portable devices. The privacy commissioner says it got almost 1,900 complaints in total last year, up 23% from 2017. Of these, IT-related complaints more than doubled to more than 500 cases. Commissioner Stephen Wong said the increase showed data security had become a pressing concern for both organizations and people. So the vulnerability, the, the heart, the danger of losing your data or having your data accessed in an unauthorized way now would increase tremendously. So this is one of the reasons because of the advancement and the prevalent use of devices, including your computers, notebooks, iPhones or Samsung phones you know, and so on. Visitors have been enjoying the revamped Avenue of Stars at the Chimsajo Harbour Front. It reopened this morning after being fenced off for more than three years. The renovation has brought 10 more celebrity handprints to the tourist hotspot and all handprints have been moved from the ground to the railings. The promenade had also been widened with the number of seats doubled and more shading provided. These visitors said they enjoyed the avenue. It's lovely and clean, yeah, it's great. And it's nice to walk somewhere. It's not too crowded, it's just good. It's wide open and bright and clean, wonderful views of Hong Kong Island. And I think it's very well designed. I love film and it is really fun to know about it. I remember that the stars were on the floor and I think this new approach with how it reopened is quite an exciting one. Senior U.S. and Chinese officials have embarked on another round of talks in Washington in an effort to avoid an escalation of the trade war between the countries. Here's the BBC's Michelle Furry. The Chinese delegation led by Vice Premier Liu He is expected to offer to buy more U.S. farm and energy products, but it's unlikely to satisfy the Americans. The U.S. believes Chinese markets are set up in a way that is unfair to American companies. For example, they want Beijing to stop forcing U.S. firms to share their technology before they're allowed to do business in China.
With the Chinese economy slowing and President Trump in need of some good political news, both sides face pressure to compromise. It would certainly reassure financial markets. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has had a lengthy phone conversation with the European Council President Donald Tusk a day after she confirmed her intention to reopen the Brexit talks. Mr. Tusk explained again that renegotiating the document governing the UK's withdrawal from the European Union wasn't an option. Earlier, the head of the European Commission, John Juncker, said he'd listened to the British Prime Minister Theresa May but dismissed the idea of abandoning the backstop part of the deal to prevent a hard border in Ireland. The withdrawal agreement remains the best and only deal possible. The European Union said so in November. We said so in December. We said so after the first meaningful vote in the Commons in January. The debate and votes in the House of Commons yesterday do not change that. The withdrawal agreement will not be renegotiated. The British bank Barclays says it's moving more than 200 billion US dollars worth of access to its operation in Ireland as a precaution against the possibility that Britain will leave the European Union without a withdrawal agreement. Here's the BBC's Andrew Walker. If the UK does leave the EU in two months without an agreement, many British businesses will face new barriers to providing goods and services to European customers. In the case of financial services, many will lose the regulatory authorisation they need, so some have been transferring business to other countries. Barclays is shifting its work for 5,000 European customers to Dublin and on Wednesday received the authorisation it needs from a British court. Other banks have taken similar steps, with assets being moved to cities including Paris and Frankfurt, as well as the Irish capital. President Trump has made scathing criticism of his own intelligence chiefs, describing their assessments on Iran as extremely passive and naive. In a series of tweets, Mr Trump said the Iranian... Iranian authorities had been testing rockets last week and perhaps American intelligence officials should go back to school. The BBC's Jane O'Brien reports from Washington. U.S. intelligence chiefs appear to disagree with the Trump administration on almost every foreign policy issue. But while they tried to avoid direct conflict in yesterday's Senate hearing on worldwide threats, President Trump had no such compunction. They are wrong, he tweeted. Perhaps they should go back to school. Contradicting public statements by the president, the director of national intelligence, Dan Coates, told Congress that North Korea was likely to keep its nuclear weapons, that so-called Islamic State would continue to stoke violence in Syria, but that Iran was not trying to build a nuclear bomb. The California Board of Parole has again recommended the youngest member of Charles Manson's gang be freed from prison. Leslie Van Houten is serving a life sentence for her role in the cult's killing in 1969 when she was 19. The authorities have twice overruled the board's recommendation to release Van Houten, who's now 69. The United States has been increasing the pressure on the Venezuelan president, Nicolas Maduro. The administration's special envoy, Elliot Abrams, has said the U.S. is searching the world for Venezuelan government assets, which it wants to turn over to the opposition leader, Guan Guando, for humanitarian purposes. Earlier, people across the country had heeded Mr. Heeded Mr. Guando's call to hold peaceful protests in city squares and on street corners. These people explained why they were taking part. I'm protesting because I want my country to be free. Dictators out, narco state out. That's the only thing I want. But I see Juan Guaido as my president, a Venezuelan like me. The call is for everyone to come out without fear onto the sidewalks. 
Venezuelans will meet our gaze, our smiles, knowing that we're doing the right thing, which is to peacefully protest and support our president, Juan Guaido. Saudi Arabia says it's ended the anti-corruption drive that was launched dramatically more than a year ago with the rounding up of hundreds of princes, billionaires and business leaders. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Usher. The purge of Saudi Arabia's elite was a huge shock to the system. Some of the richest and most powerful Saudis were detained in the golden cage of a luxury hotel. Several have only just finally been released. Now the Saudis say it's over. More than $100 billion have reportedly been handed over to the state, conveniently the amount officials said they were seeking. 87 individuals are said to have confessed and settled up. Eight others are reported to have refused and now face full prosecution. With his image tarnished by the Hashogji affair, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman must hope that drawing a line under the purge will convince investors it's safe to put their money in Saudi Arabia. Temperatures in the United States are again falling, with the prospect of a record low being recorded in the Midwest overnight. There have been at least seven deaths related to the extreme cold, and states of emergency have been declared in Wilkinson, Michigan and Illinois, and even in the normally warmer deep south states of Alabama and Mississippi. Streets in cities like Chicago were all but destitute yesterday and transport schools and businesses have all been affected. A study has concluded that Australians are excessively afraid of shark attacks. The researchers analysed two years' worth of drone footage on stretches of the Australian coast notorious for shark bites. From Sydney, here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. It's that heart-stopping moment when a dark shape glides past in the surf. Is it a shark or a dolphin? Australian researchers believe it's 135 times more likely to be the latter. They've trolled through surveillance footage from drones in northern New South Wales, where several shark attacks have been reported in recent years. They spotted more than 4,000 large marine animals, but very few dangerous sharks. Fatal attacks along Australia's vast coastline are rare. There have been further indications of the economic damage wrought by Britain's decision to leave the European Union. The Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders said investment in the car industry had fallen nearly 80% over the past three years, while production last year dropped to its lowest level since 2012. Facebook has posted record quarterly profits for the final quarter of 2018, nearly 6.9 billion US dollars. Its total profit for the year reached 22 billion dollars. The figures caused Facebook shares to soar in after-hours trading. Here's the BBC's Dave Lee. For Facebook, 2018 saw the Cambridge Analytica scandal, political manipulation, fake news, data breaches and accusations of deeply unethical behaviour. Despite this, the company's profits for the year increased by 39%. The site said that on average it made $7.37 from each of its users. In the face of severe turbulence, Mark Zuckerberg's company has proven to be resilient. While users appear to be turning something of a blind eye, the same won't be said for regulators. Facebook knows huge fines are likely to be coming its way. Official data shows China's manufacturing activity contracted for a second consecutive month in January. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,973, 331 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $64 billion. The US dollar is trading at 108.82 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 15 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 29 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung.
We start in the English Premier League, where the leaders Liverpool failed to take full advantage of Manchester City's recent loss, as they were frustrated at home by Leicester. The BBC's James Gregg rounds up the action. Liverpool have extended their lead at the top of the table, but only by a single point. After they were held to a one-all draw at Anfield by Leicester City, Jurgen Klopp's side started the game in explosive fashion as they sought to capitalise on Manchester City's defeat at Newcastle on Tuesday night. And they took an early lead when Saido Mane finished off a sublime 30-pass move in the third minute, but Liverpool failed to build on their fine start and Harry Maguire equalised for Leicester in front of the cop. Meanwhile, chasing them after a comeback victory are top Tottenham. They are, of course, without Harry Kane, their top scorer, and they went 1-0 down in the first half at Wembley to Watford. But Son Heung-min's equaliser, coupled with Fernando Loriente's late winner, helps them move just two points behind second place Manchester City. Elsewhere, two goals and an assist by Josh King saw Bournemouth put further pressure on Chelsea's bid for the Champions League qualification at the Vitality Stadium. They run out 4-0 winners. Meanwhile, Southampton and Crystal Palace played out a one-all draw at St Mary's. The two teams remain level on points, four points above the Premier League's bottom three. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool now lead Manchester City by five points. He says Leicester's equaliser just before halftime took the win out of his team. Actually, one nil for halftime would have been great, uh, but with the last situation in the first half, we concede the goal, so that's not too cool. But um, can happen, obviously, second half, then we try it again, but um, Leicester now a bit more confident, um, um, was um, had a slightly different um, formation. First half, there were a lot of spaces for us which we didn't really see, feel or use, whatever. Um, we showed that in half time, but of course, that's, uh, that's how football is. Elsewhere in European football, Juventus are out of the Coppa Italia. That's after a shock 3-0 defeat away to Atalanta. Earlier, Fiorentina blasted Roma 7-1 to book their place in the semifinals. In Spain, Philip Coutinho scored twice to give Barcelona a 6-1 win over Sevilla and a spot in the Spanish Cup semifinals. The Catalans comfortably overturned a two-goal first-leg deficit to go through 6-3 on aggregate. Dirk Nowitzki has given his best performance of the season in what might have been his final appearance at Madison Square Garden. The German star came off the bench and scored 14 points as the Dallas Mavericks routed the New York Knicks 114-90. The 40-year-old Nowitzki has said this could be his final NBA season. Elsewhere, Boston rolled over Charlotte 126-94 in the absence of Kyrie Irving. Jalen Brown led the Celtics with 24 points. Nikola Jokic had a triple-double as Denver kept pace in the West by beating New Orleans 105-99. The Big Surf had 20 points, 13 rebounds and 10 assists. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Home prices drop further, falling for a fifth month. A veteran engineer suspects documents relating to the Hungham Station expansion might have been destroyed. And that's the news from RTHK. Doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Put your paws up, because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. She pulled my hair from 
in a glass of purple dry. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, cause he made you perfect, babe. So hold your head up, girl, and you'll go far. There's a little mirror to say. I'm beautiful in my way, just I make no mistakes. I'm on the right track, baby, I was born this way. Don't hurt yourself and regret, just love yourself and instead. I'm on the right track, baby, I was born this way. Born this way. Oh, there ain't no other way, baby, I was born this way. Baby, I was born this way. Oh, there ain't no other way, baby, I was born this way. Right track, baby, I was born this way. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Give yourself prudence and love your friends so we can rejoice the truth. And the religion of the insecure. 